Hi, my name is Kay Sutha. I am a business strategist and I will be your host. In this podcast, I'll be getting raw, real and relentless whilst interviewing successful entrepreneurs from all over the world who specialize in different aspects of business. We'll cover the five main pillars of business, which are sales, marketing, finance, operations and leadership, but not forgetting mindset, live and digital events, plus much, much more. You'll gain insights, tips and tricks and discover jaw-dropping actionable steps that you'll be able to put in place for your business right away. Oh my goodness, I have an amazing speaker for us here today. Now our speaker, she is currently running restaurants in Sydney, Australia, all whilst she's based in New York City. She's a serial entrepreneur who has founded and led seven businesses across five industries in the last eight years and has navigated the entire spectrum of experiences and emotions, the good, the bad and the ugly that comes with starting and running and closing businesses. She's also the creator of Virolocity Marketing and Cap Show and is the author of the traffic formula and the conversion formula and is currently writing her third book. She now works with entrepreneurs to intelligently find and connect with their raving fans using virulosity marketing so they can consistently make bank. She is here today to share with us how you can find your traffic, build your audience and start converting them. Please welcome Deirdre Shen, founder and CEO of CapShow, a software that helps entrepreneurs turn their stories into bank of captions and emails. Oh my goodness, Deirdre, thank you for coming onto the show. Wow, okay, that was an amazing introduction. I'm like, that's, I, do you even need me? I think I'm going to go. <laughs> we definitely need you. We definitely need you because, oh my goodness, the uh, we had a short talk. And you're telling me about Virolocity and Cap Show. And it was mind-blowing. Like the information that you're telling me what it can do, I actually thought it was an AI system, <laughs> right? And, and you, do you remember what you turned around and said to me? You were like, well, it could be, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I was like, this is insane. Like people need to hear about this development, how things are changing so fast, so vastly, right, that all these other systems are coming in place to help your business um, and to make it easier for you. Yes, 100%. Right. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Now, before we get into all that nitty gritty, right, because we will get to the juicy gossip there, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you did before stepping into the business that you currently have. Oh, gosh. Um, Okay, I'm going to keep this really short. I have been warned. So (laughs) really quickly, um, I started, yeah, my first business uh, over, I think it's like nine years now. It's the time has gone super quickly. Um, It was a dessert bar called the Chalk Pot in Sydney. And as you said in the introduction, that is still operating, right, even today, um, even from halfway across the globe, we are still running the Chalk Pot. So we grew that to five locations. Um, in the meantime, we also started a burger restaurant alongside of that. So we have two of those locations still running. Um, and then, you know, a lot of, uh, we've gone on so 
many journeys since then. I um, have a, another co-founder. We started um, and failed, you know, two couple businesses. We grew an e-commerce business to um, six figures, um, a coaching business to well over six figures. And now, you know, through that journey and through that path, I firmly believe that it has led me to this moment to capture um, specifically and what we can actually really help entrepreneurs do. Um, I'm just, I'm super excited about that. Oh, amazing. Amazing. I love that. And so you did mention to me that, you know, you kind of, some of the businesses that you worked out and some of them failed. Now, are there any regrets there? And do you think that you'll be where you're at now if those things didn't happen to you? (laughs) I think at the time... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there were a lot of regrets other time but I mean I think that the more and you know a lot of entrepreneurs have this kind of story in this journey um the more that you go through them and, and get out the other end the other side of it the more that you realize just how much of a gift those things are actually um because you know it's it's really being able to to have things happen um, to you or for you I should say um, is actually the best way that we can learn and grow um, from our, our experiences. Um, yeah, all of those journeys, everything that happens, I would not give them back at all. Okay. Like they, they led me to this point. Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, I mean, I'm, just to touch on one point, like, you know, there, there's so many people out there that I guess have started a business or try to start a business, not worked out, failed, and they've given up. What is the one thing that kept you going? I think it's really, you know, I'm going to be really, really objective about this. It's the fact that the first business, like we went into one of the hardest businesses to start. Like hospitality is not for the faint-hearted. And probably because the biggest thing that you that you're doing is you're most likely committing yourself to a lease of some sort. Um, so <laughs> so I'm going to be honest that if I think if I had started with like an online business or something where it was really easy and really cost effective to start up and then shut down, I don't, I don't know whether I would have kept going. I don't, I actually, I don't know. Cause I guess I didn't go through that, um, that experience. The experience that I had was we had signed up to, you know, a five year lease, a three year lease, like these leases that it was like, well, we're going to have to make this thing work because we're on the hook for it. (laughs) Um, So that was definitely my first experience is like, there is no, um, and so funny because, you know, Tony Robbins says this, um, but he says, you know, if you, if you want to take the islands, you have to burn the boats. I'm not sure if that's actually a Julius, like a a original quote, um, but like he was like, if you want to take the islands, you have to burn the boats, which means that if you want to go and conquer or succeed, you have to give yourself no way out. And that was essentially what we had done by going in hospitality. Um, now it's a lot easier to give yourself a way out because, yeah, it's, it's easy to just shut off a Shopify store or, you know, shut off or whatever. Um, but back then, when how we first started, that was not a possibility. So we had to. We had to make it work. Um, so I think really it was like those circumstances that was like, you can't give up. There's no way. So we had to keep going. And then, but the great thing is that from there, because we were able to get to the other side of it, and that is so important, so key, like the belief that you can get to the other side of it, that is then what keeps you going and keeps you going on the next one and the next one. Um, because you know now that you, you can do it, right? Like you've done it before, you can do it. It's just a matter of how and when. So it's just a matter of getting over the first hurdle, right? And once you've done it once, 
you can keep going and doing it again and again. And yes. what I liked about what you said there was, it was almost like there was no plan B. You just <laughs> had to work, right? And, and there was no other way out of it. And so yeah. you made it happen. And if you need it that bad, you know, you want it that bad, then you're going to make it happen regardless of what's thrown at you, right? Exactly. Exactly right. right. <laughs> awesome. Now, Deirdre, I did hear that you have the ability to help entrepreneurs find and connect with their raving fans, right? Now, what does that exactly mean? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, um, I think at the heart of it, like, okay, so let me take you back a little bit. I'm going to try to keep this short, I know. <laughs> but, you know, when we started our first business, so, you know, I think it was like over nine years ago, um, that was around the same time that platforms like Instagram um, and Facebook were, well, Facebook was already around for a while, but you know, from a business Instagram definitely was it was starting to grow. So when I look back at that time, I was like, in a way, we were kind of fortunate because we rode that wave, right? Like as they were growing, we were able to grow with them, get more visibility, get, you know, that kind of virality almost organically, um, just by the nature of us being there from, you know, nine years ago. Um, and so at that time, it was like, I'll say relatively easy like now but at the time it didn't feel easy right but right now when I look back I'm like yeah because you know we we definitely did the whole strategy of like we worked with a lot of influencers and bloggers and you know that started to create a lot of momentum and and word of mouth um and we could essentially hide in a way behind our product like we had amazing looking well we have amazing looking product um we have like it just sells it sells itself really um and so we were able to do that now, you know, fast forward, you know, nine, 10 years later, and these platforms are so saturated. Um, it is so hard to get cut through to your audience. Mm-hmm. And so that's, this is, so the, the difference is that back then we didn't really have to rely on very much else apart from having, you know, they call it like camera worthy or Insta worthy, um, you know, like content, you know, really great photos and really great videos, things like that. Now it's different. Like you can't, kind of can't really rely on that. A lot of it comes down to connection. Um, a lot of it comes down to, and particularly human connection, because the only way that you can get cut through and actually, you know, to the person that you want to speak to is by actually being you. Like you have to kind of step out and in, fr- in front of your product and yeah. more and more be the face of your brand and connect with others in the way that, you know, and especially everything that's happened with COVID and stuff like this is now the keys. How do we create that connection? Yeah. That's how you're going to create your rating fans. So oh, I've got a question for you on that. You talk a lot about connecting with your customers and potential clients. Now, everything that you do is online, it's through systems, right? So during the pandemic, has it shown you that people um one human connection at face to face um has it become a problem that you know having that connection online do people actually want that or mind it even um I think there's a space like there's a place for everything I don't, I don't know whether people are fussed that it has to be face I mean obviously they're going to be some people who want that you know face-to-face connection that's just you know um but I think online is and being able to do that online is definitely you know, the, the first step, if not the only thing that you need to be mastering, because a lot of people actually do connect online. I mean, that's why the likes of Tinder, but like dating apps and like all, like, that's why this, because connecting online is actually just a, um, it's almost a foundation now that we need to have. Um, 
for definitely for some services and for I would say like higher price things things like that like at some point having some kind of you know in-person face-to-face element is probably going to be important but for the majority of online businesses online is where it's at like that's kind of all you need where you need to be yeah look at us right now right podcast is most of it is done online you're not going to have people coming over to your office your space and having that conversation is done all online i mean zoom has blown up since the pandemic right everyone's on it so okay that makes um yeah it makes sense that especially when you kind of compared it with the dating sites i like that comparison (laughs) everybody's on that not anybody at all so that was pretty cool that one um so Deidre, what really qualifies you as an expert in this niche? Yeah, so I think the short answer is because I've done it. I've been through, like, you know, you said in the intro, seven businesses across five industries. I Anything that anyone has probably tried, mm-hmm. I have. Like, whether it's a good idea, whether it's a bad idea, whether it's worked, whether it's not worked. Like, I feel like I, I've tried pretty much everything um, there is to try. So, um, and what it always comes back to time and time again is like, yeah, you need to create that connection with your your audience. Um, and it comes back to even one of my early, early mentors um, when I was trying to grow these hospitality businesses, you know, he said something that stuck with me to this day where it's like, people might come in for your product, but they stay with you because of your relationship. Um, and even in hospitality, and we see this more and more, um, you know, we we actually did this thing with our burger restaurant. So the way that, um, just as a quick sidebar, so it's called Stacks on Burgers. And when we created that concept, we were like, we're going to be super smart and super innovative. So what we did was we put in ordering kiosks. So we didn't have anyone taking orders. We wanted, we wanted to be efficient, but we also wanted to make an efficient process for our customers, right? So we had ordering kiosks and that was how you ordered. And then, you know, um, we'll, you'll be able to pick up your, your order and then sit on a table. And what we realized was that after a while, um, like, so we had this great initial growth and then after a while it kind of plateaued. And so we were looking into the the data and it was showing us that we had quite a bit of new customers, um, quite a bit of new business coming in, but we didn't have a lot of returning business. And like, this is really interesting. And that was at that point that our mentor was like, told us that, you know, said, you know, people might come in because of your product because they've heard how great it is, but they stay because of their relationship with you. And so we're like, okay, let's just test this. Let's try this. And we actually experimented and we had someone taking orders instead. So, you know, they would, you know, go to the table, build some rapport um, and then, you know, kind of remember their name, remember their order, you know, that the way that kind of hospitality has been built. And when we started doing that, we found that we did have more people returning. Wow. and yeah, so it's it's really fascinating because it was like we were trying to take hospitality into like this new age, new age, I guess, technology and things like that. But really, hospitality at its core is you know even your question of do we need that face to face? I mean, obviously with food we do, but like <laughs> that can be how important it is. Is that when you can build that relationship, even if it's not with you with the founder, but with people in your team with your business, like right. they feel part of it and that's what they come back for it's super fascinating so yeah <laughs> really cool now you have mentioned a few times you know that you've you've been doing business um for many years now and you've had different businesses you're not just kept in hospitality mm-hmm. and from being in business for many years how have you been able to keep up with the changes and keep going rather than just kind of staying in one space not wanting to change or move or develop or anything like that how have you managed to do that? Because not a lot of businesses are able to do that. 
Yeah, I think uh, where it stemmed from is kind of knowing your, the overall strategy. That's always been my starting point, which is like what has been the, um, the, the patterns in these businesses that have worked and what hasn't and what have been the patterns in the ones that haven't. Um, and almost like what can I, from a strategic perspective, take from that? Now, how it gets implemented, like the tactics, the different platforms, the different tools, that, that will change. But as long as you kind of know that overall strategy, which for me is comes down to viral velocity marketing, um, then however you implement, like it doesn't, it kind of almost doesn't matter how you implement it. As long as you're implementing that strategy, that's always been what's worked for, for us. Okay. So I would love to know a little bit more about virulosity, right? Mm-hmm. So are you saying that virulosity can find those people and connect with them in a way that they're going to keep coming back to you what is yeah. and then and then share yeah so and then and then share because <laughs> that's like that's an important bit right, right. important part is that you're actually leveraging and like um not only like we talk all all the time about influencer marketing like leveraging people with large audiences and that, that is definitely part of the strategy and important part of getting traffic in right. but then very quickly you want to actually be leveraging the everyday person, your customers, you know, the people who genuinely just want to talk about you to other people like them who are also going to come to know and love you too. Um, so that's kind of what Virelocity at its core is about. Now, how we actually implement that, um, I've kind of got three broad buckets of doing that. So it comes down to coming up with your Virelocity messaging coming up with your Virelocity content and then Virelocity loops. Um, so messaging, content and loops. That's kind of how I, and so when I talk about a strategy, this is what I anchor in and then how that happens might change. But basically, as long as you can go, okay, get messaging that you know your audience is going to care about and is actually going to resonate with them, create content that is going to connect with them and then create loops that gives them a mechanism, an easy, simple mechanism for them to share about you. That's how you start to create your virulosity in your marketing. I'm so glad you um, actually explained each of those because I was going to say, what is loops, right? <laughs> actually sharing it and getting the word out there and people actually talking about you. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So if someone is just starting a business or they want to learn more um, about this concept, what are the what is the first principle that maybe you can actually teach them that they should be doing and implementing to get them started? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let me talk about um, let me talk about content because okay, like, I think that's a pretty big that's a pretty big one for people, right? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and those three um, foundational principles is um, evoking emotions, it's storytelling, and it's providing practical value. Now, if you can do those three in your content over and over again, that is how you will actually um, not only hook but connect with people and have them even want to share your thing. Um, so if I break those down, you know, evoking emotion, like emotions is so important because that's actually what makes people take action. Right. Um, it's, you know, it's right. Like that's just, you know, when we're excited, we want to like run around and, you know, talk about it and yell about it. Um, when we're, ha- you know, like, so you want to be, you need to be evoking emotion. Otherwise you're not actually going to be arousing anything in anyone to do something, to do the thing that you want them to do. So that's the first thing. So you, you need to always, every time you're um, creating content, think about how the thing that you're doing, how, what, what emotion is it evoking? Is it even evoking an emotion? I mean, time and time again, I see really generic content out there and it's like, you're just, you just know people are putting this out just to, for the sake of it. Um, they're not really being mindful of, hey, I actually want 
someone to do something with this. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing is evoking emotion. Um, the second thing is storytelling. Now, storytelling is for eons and eons has been the way and because that's how humans think we think in terms of narratives we actually don't think in terms of information and this is where a lot of people get tripped up and it's it's super confusing because when we make a decision as humans we rationalize things logically right which means that we think we think that people want to know the information when really they don't like what actually even got us to buy or make a decision was the story like we understood this we understood the narrative but we justified it we rationalized it through the information um so we just need to be able to separate those two and be like no no no, this is how you know storytelling that evokes emotions but also provides practical value now practical value being how can you you know again we always want to um we we always want to be listening trusting liking people who have our interests at heart right like that's just again human nature Mm -hmm. Um, we can sort of sniff a mile away someone who's just in it for (laughs) for them so how do we keep thinking about giving like we want to be giving and serving more than we're asking if we can give and serve then the ask like people are going to want to give you their money because it's like well you've given me so much anyway i I feel bad for not paying you i'm going to pay you now (laughs) (laughs) so you know so those are the three um foundations of any um sort of content that you want to a get engagement um but definitely to have any chance of getting any virality um, now, the great thing is, and I'm just going to do a plug here, Capture, the, our software, it's actually built on these foundations. So everything, all of the captions, the emails, the things that spit out at the at the end of it have these foundations in mind. So it's already done the heavy lifting for you um, in a way. It's, you just have to give it some inputs. That's kind of how it works. Oh, amazing. I love that. Now, would you be able to give us maybe a couple of uh testimonials or recent success stories that you've had with your clients that have got actually gone through this process yeah for sure so um we had someone who recently did uh so she came to us she started a new business had zero like literally no one maybe her mom on her email list maybe um (laughs) mom's never buy buy. Um, and she, so she, um, ran her first virality, um, contest with us and in under three weeks, she got 1,178 customers, um, in just under three weeks. Yeah. So that was, oh, that was, that was massive. Um, we had someone else who, um, ran, so she actually, and so, and sorry, that, and that was Stacy. She, um, she only spent $120 on ads, by the way, and she was able right. to do that. Um, ads. Did you say like 1700 within what, less than 11, 1178? So 1100, 1100 in less than three weeks. Yes, right, three weeks. Spent $128. Yes. Oh my yeah. goodness. All right. I've got another question to ask you before you go you move further with this um, client of yours. And I don't know if you know the answer to this, but how much is she making sales from those leads? Um, I actually don't know. She hasn't quite shared that. Um, I do know that her average, well, if we could potentially make it out. I don't, because um, <laughs> her average order value is about $40. Um, so you know, we could probably just do some quick baths and, you know, come up to a ball. Right. 
Oh, okay. You know, yeah. If we said even if 20% converted, even say 10%, let's say let's make it really easier for ourselves. A hundred people um, at $40, that would be about $4,000. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind paying $128 into something and making that much money back. Right. I don't yeah. think anybody would have an issue with that. So it just shows you how powerful this system actually is. Yes, exactly. That's pretty cool. But do you have other stories that you can tell us? Yeah. So, um, so another client, really, she um, went completely organically. So she didn't spend any money on ads. She had a little bit of an email list, maybe like 100-ish or so, um, but she added 386 people onto that. And just because then she dropped an offer um, the, the weekend straight after, and she did over 2,500 um, just on that weekend in sales. So, <laughs> oh, my yeah, wait, so, with like an additional 300 leads was that from the 300 leads that she made the sales from? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. wow, that's crazy! Oh my god, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I want to know about this. I need, <laughs> yes, right? everyone oh, needs this. Point because I've got to a point when I was like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna have to have another call with you in a private call, right? <laughs> implement this in my business so where can people go to find out more about virality more about what you do um and help them with their business yeah so i actually run a weekly live web class um it's live it's not a one of those automated web and i'm actually there um and i talk about virality marketing and sort of the three the three secrets um to virality marketing so if you want to sign up for that it's at capshowunlocked.com slash webcasts um, and I can give you UK the, the link to that as well to drop in the notes. Awesome. Yes. So don't forget, guys, if you've missed any of the links, um, they will be in the show notes below. So make sure you scroll down. But oh, my goodness, Deidre, that was amazing. And know that I am going to be having a conversation with you after this because <laughs> um, I need to know more about it. But thank you so much for coming on the show. That was awesome. So many golden nuggets there. Yeah, no problem. And thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Definitely. Thank you for your time and listening to Uncensored Society podcast. All resources mentioned throughout the episode will be added to the show notes and you'll be able to find them at the bottom as you scroll down. Don't forget to go ahead and subscribe and leave a review in iTunes. Thank you once again.